0: Hello, hello, my friends, you're listening to the Naked Songwriter Podcast. It's the Scorpio New Moon Edition. That new moon is happening right now, October 27th, 2019. It's opposite Uranus, the Great Awakener. So... You might notice there's no music in the background. And I'm supposed to be the naked songwriter. I'm also wearing some clothes, but it's really hot in here, so that may not last long. Cue your favorite uh, R&B hit from years ago. Uh, Man, I'm going to tell you about why I think this month could be a fabulous month. Last month of Jupiter and Sag, getting down to the wire, we're going into the hardcore 2020 great reconfiguring of society all that good stuff and we're going to talk about how you can use the power of scorpio mercury retrograde and scorpio we're going to talk about heaven and hell and what happens when they get married william blake wrote about that stuff and um In the meantime, I'm going to give you an indication of uh, where my state of mind has been at. Sort of a Tom Waitsian emotional weather forecast looking backwards. I'm really glad this Libra cycle is over. Nothing against you Libra Sun people out there. But um, all that eclipse, squaring, and Eris, the goddess of discord, and Pluto, the lord of the underworld, um, a new moon opposite Uranus... I'm going to take that any day, and you can take it to the bank. Take it to the bank this month. But some people aren't going to be taking it to the bank. Well, they might be, but not for long. So this is a little uh, power ballad, acoustic power ballad, that came out one night. I was lying in bed with my beloved, and we have both been just processing wave after wave of trauma from childhood sexual physical emotional abuse should be in shame for all sorts of things and it just hit me that i was in my mid-20s early 20s until i stopped compulsively praying to jesus to forgive me for the sins of listening to popular music jerking off thinking about making love to ladies you know, I mean, just like natural impulses. And why was I doing that? Because on some level, even as a supposed adult, I was still terrified of spending eternity in hell, you know, a place of eternal punishment, eternal, infinite, you know, never never ends. Because maybe I hadn't said the prayer of salvation with enough sincerity or whatever, but the point being, I just got so enraged at you know the abuse that had happened to both of us um, and how many decades of our life we've spent trying to get our lives back, and you know then I think about all the people, so many people I love, so many men and women, but you know it's definitely a lot of divine feminine energy up right now, and um, you know just so much. Pain and unnecessary suffering that's been rained on us since we were little kids, you know? Since we were babies, since we were in the womb. And I just got, like, so mad. And this song, I had to, like, reach over in the dark, get my phone, and pull up my voice memos um, so this song could come out. And speaking of kids, if you're under 18, you better turn this shit off right now because there's some profanity and... Uh, Just a little, well, you're going to find out. But if you're under 18, don't find out. Turn this off or I'm telling your mom. This is an exclusive baby.
1: Saw your stupid billboard driving down I-75. You want to kill the gays and the lesbians and leave the unborn babies alive. Well, it's clear you ain't no Christian. You're just a religion that dicks crack hole. Poisoning in the world with your prejudice, but the Savior's keeping score. Most of the people that you hate, the women, blacks, and the Jews, will be waltzing through those pearly gates while you're cooking in the devil's stew in the lake of fire. You could have been a decent dude But you just couldn't control yourself Yeah, you beat up all your brood You took those children's innocence And you hurt so many
0: souls
1: The world is a whole lot better Now that you're dead, you fucking asshole But Jesus fake baptist church in michigan all you fuckers are going don't even try to delude yourself better enjoy the snow this winter cause pretty soon cold is the sensation you'll be craving most
0: You know, there's more, I'm saving that for those of you that persevere with me through the end here. So, um, yeah, man, we've been talking about thoughts and feelings um, in our Beyond Mind group as part of the focus on 5D manifestation. And I'll tell you what, man, this month, November, um, I really believe this is the time to be manifest in the 5D way. Um, there's just, uh, you know, new moon conjunct Uranus. So Uranus, the enlightener, the awakener, the planet of sudden shocking, um, influx of energy. Uranus always wants us to be our authentic self. It's going to blast out all of the blockages it can, um, old energy, old trauma, old stuck emotions, stuff that has been stuck in the physical body and having that. Um, and just in the the degree exactly opposite the new moon, um, Sunday night, October 27th, having that in the new moon picture basically means that energy is going to be with us throughout the Scorpio lunar cycle. So going into, um, you know, until we go into Sag and uh, basically in the beginning of December. Uh, Now that would be the end of November. Well, you know, look at your astro planner. I don't know. I just do my best with this stuff, you know. Um but yeah, so the whole month of Scorpio, we've got this Uranus energy at play. It's Uranus and Taurus. Um by the time we get into Sagittarius, around the twenty second, twenty third of November, I think, we've got um Venus moving into Capricorn and then Jupiter's gonna move into Capricorn um at the beginning in the beginning of December. And so those will be in alignment with Uranus. Um, there's just a lot, of, a lot of positive uh, money, you know. Scorpio and Taurus, two signs that both tend to be typically very concerned with having enough of the green stuff, and um, nothing wrong with that. So, um, just also, you know, want you to know that like sudden things can change really suddenly. We do have Mercury going retrograde on um, October 31st, Halloween. One of the days that the uh, cross-quarter day is celebrated, um, you know, the day of the dead celebrated right around then. So, um, you know, all that stuff, the veils are thin and there's a lot of communication in between worlds. And um, with Scorpio, you know, and also with Mercury retrograde in Scorpio, we're going to be looking at Scorpio themes for the next month. And <clears throat> what is that? Well... Scorpio is like, what's the deeper soul motivation that is creating what I'm experiencing in the material world? So, um, you know, that's where we want to be looking. Is is what is blocking me from just manifesting the life I want? And in the five D way, that doesn't require effort. You know, it requires a little bit of focus. We focus on on how we want to feel. We we kind of jump to the end conclusion. And then we feel our feelings. We work through the old trauma that's stuck in the body, the old um, emotional wounds, et cetera. And we get back to um, focusing on how we want to feel. But we don't have to like keep putting the intention out there and grabbing for it and trying at it. And um, basically, Scorpio is the sign that takes us deep enough to find out where we're blocking ourselves or where our trauma, where the programming we got in childhood, the stuff we inherited from our ancestors is blocking us from being able to really stay focused on the fact that on some timeline in some you know parallel universe and we're all creating our own individual universe here, we've already created what we want. Otherwise we wouldn't even know that it was possible to create it. We wouldn't know that we wanted it, right? So I'm simplifying a lot here, but um, Scorpio is the energy that gives us the courage to go deep and to understand you know, what's blocking us. So I'm anticipating that there are some people out there who are not gonna like my new song. And that makes me really sad. And um, it makes me, well, You'll have to listen to the last verse um, to find out what happens to the people who are offended by my song. But um, it's like, uh, I'm reading from the, the Blake Dictionary here. Um, the real hell is not a place, but a state. And states of mind are something through which the individual passes, Hell is the being shut up in the possession of corporeal desires, which shortly weary the man, for all life is holy, writes William Blake. What are the pains of hell but ignorance, bodily lust, idleness, and devastation of the things of the spirit? In hell, all is self-righteousness. There is no such thing there as forgiveness of sin. He who does forgive sin is crucified, As an abettor of criminals, and he who performs works of mercy in any shape whatever is punished, and if possible, destroyed, not through envy or hatred or malice, but through self righteousness that thinks it does God service, which God is Satan. Um, Man, that was in 1790, I believe, when he wrote uh, a lot of that. So um, yeah, I mean, we live in a country um, founded by Satanists, dominated by the political discussion is dominated by Satan worshipers who call themselves Christians. You know, and it's like, um, as I was uh, thinking about this song, I I remembered some words of Jesus, and I went back and and read um, Matthew chapter 25, in which Jesus says, you know, inasmuch as ye uh, did not help the least of one of these, my children, so you didn't feed the poor, you didn't come and visit the uh, people who were in prison, you know, you didn't help the sick, then you've done the same thing to me. And he that's the people that he condemns to the lake of fire. So... You know, Jesus basically condemns the whole evangelical right. I mean, with some exceptions. Obviously, there are some individuals in any group that are not, um, you know, completely conforming to the norm. But, you know, he's basically saying if you put that in modern terms, if you're hating immigrants and, you know, trying to um, push all the immigrants out of the country and the president says he wants to build a moat around the wall. And fill it with alligators and snakes, and then has Stephen Miller go um, go price that out to see how much it would cost, and then he's upset because the military can't shoot the the immigrants in the leg, so they get eaten by the snakes and alligators as they're trying to get across the moat. Um, you know, then you're going to the lake of fire according to Jesus Christ, and if you are hoarding, you know, your money. And um, out of fear and you're living in your little locked community or whatever, you know, you're not out there giving your gift and serving, you know, the world, serving the higher, um, serving love and beauty and truth, then, you know, you're going to the lake of fire. So um, luckily, you know, if you believe William Blake, um, the, the real lake of fire is not actually a lake filled with fire. But if, by the way, you know if you know anybody who's out there scaring the shit out of little innocent children and threatening them with eternal suffering in the lake of fire, this the way what happened to me and so many of my, you know, the kids I grew up with. Um, you just feel free to do whatever is necessary to, to get those kids, get their minds to safety. You know, give them another way of looking at things. Luckily, I did have that along the way from relatives. Um, from my Uncle Rich and and people like that. But let's see. Uh, I want to read a little bit more, Blake, to you. So, forgiveness of sin is only at the judgment seat of Jesus the Savior, where the accuser is cast out, not because he sins, but because he torments the just and makes them do what he condemns as sin, And what he knows is opposite to their own identity. So the thing that sort of inspired this song, which also was very cathartic for us, because, um, you know, as soon as we started just imaginarily chucking people into the lake of fire, people that had really done great harm to us, um, then, you know, we felt so much better and and we were able to clear a lot of uh, sadness energy. But... um, Many people do believe in a real lake of fire, um, viz the billboards that you see driving down I-75 in South Georgia and North Florida. Um, And Blake said, everything possible to be believed is an image of truth, but it's only an image, right? So it's one aspect of psychological truth, so writes S. Foster Damon, author of the Blake Dictionary. And William Blake says, What seems to be is, to those to whom it seems to be. And it is productive of the most dreadful consequences to those to whom it seems to be, even of torments, despair, eternal death. But the divine mercy steps beyond and redeems man in the body of Jesus. So what William Blake was saying um, 230, 230 years ago is that each of us creates our own universe, you know, and and science, I think, would back that up now, that we all live and, you know, we're creating what appears to be reality, somehow, um, out of raw energy through the mind. And uh, Marianne Williamson, I don't know if this quote was original to her, but I remember her saying that you're, you are heir to the world you believe in. And it just made me realize, like, these people, you know, the people that I grew up with who were tormenting me with the lake of fire and who were against, you know, many forms, many if not most forms of healthy pleasure as um, not only the Protestant churches but the Catholic churches have been for hundreds of, of years. You know, um, they, they were, the worst thing you could do was have sex outside of marriage. Um, so what, I don't know if you know why, why, why do Baptists not have sex standing up? Because someone might see them and think they're dancing. So, you know, dancing was strictly forbidden, popular music strictly forbidden. Um, however, uh, you know, watching movies where lots of bad guys get killed violently, that was a good thing, you know? Um, uh, war was really good, right? Going to war against uh, the the, uh, the sinners, the Russians or the, you know, Saddam or whoever. People with the different colored skin, that was always a good thing. Um, you know, just nothing like the teachings of Jesus, right? So um, it just occurred to me, oh, wow, these people believe in this lake of fire and they're so invested in suffering. They're so invested in... You know, just life is this test that you have to pass through in order to make it to heaven. And then once you get to heaven, everything's fine for eternity. I mean, it actually sounded really boring to me, even when I was a kid and I was terrified of the lake of fire. I'm like, I was trying to like talk myself into sitting around for eternity, singing songs of praise to God before his big white throne you know, and God, Old Old Testament God, which Old Testament was a big part of my upbringing, he was not really a very nice dude. You know, I mean, I, I, I wanted him to think I was okay because I did not want to burn eternally. But I really was not super motivated. I mean, the only reason I would go to the heaven that was described in my church is to avoid having to go to hell. So, you know, there's this whole emphasis on the body is bad, the body is sinful, the body will tempt you into pleasure, which is really bad for you, right? And, um, but you can, you know, you can eat like three or four, go back to the buffet three or four times at Golden Corral and you know, get really obese. And um, that's, that's cool, you know. Um, it's just this really evil, as in evil is the opposite of live set of values that, you know, if you look at them are clearly satanic, it's the destruction of life, it's the destruction of what makes life good and beautiful. And um, I don't see Jesus standing for any of that. You know, if you read the Bible, not literally, and even if you do read it literally, then you know, there's no way that you can justify um, the beliefs of the evangelicals. Jesus did say he must be born again. I think he was talking about reincarnation, man. And obviously the wise men, you know, using the stars to find Jesus was about astrology. But don't tell them, you know, we don't want to freak people out. Okay, so what's this have to do with um, Scorpio with the month of November? So we made it through this crazy... Libra lunar cycle and I'm not just basing that on my experience, just the, like so many clients I've talked to, so many people that have a really strong spiritual practice who've been depressed and just been like felt like, wow, I can't believe all this stuff is coming up from the past and some of it even coming up from past lives, where so far back as my beloved, um, who's pretty visionary, was seeing it that we, we can't even access what those people's lives were like, you know I mean and I think it actually goes back to the cataclysm. So in the Bible, it's the great flood that covers the whole Earth. Um, You know, there's other things and other systems of belief, but we seem to be hardwired um, with this kind of fear of ultimate destruction, which, if you look at what we're doing to the planet right now, you know, kind of makes sense that that would be activated. Um, It's also a huge shift from 3D to 5D, and a lot of people aren't going to go along with that. So, you know, they're not going to make that shift So, um, yeah, I'm not going to say that they're going to be in the lake of fire, because they really already are, but, um, you know, being a state of mind. But, you know, there's legitimate fear for those people, because they know that they need to change, but they're too afraid, they're too locked into the parasitic programming to actually change, and so, of course, they're afraid, because they know something really bad is coming. But for those of us who are doing the work, who have been doing the work, who are, Evolving along with the Earth as the Earth is now finally being able to ascend to higher vibration, we don't have to worry about any of that. You know, all we have to do is be ourselves, express ourselves, give our gift. You know, we do have to do the the deep psychological, spiritual transformation work because that's part of the part of the bargain we made as souls at coming into the world in this time. So whatever the stuff is, the dark, you know, resistant, um, compulsive, the painful, all of the shame, fear, stuff that we inherited from ancestors that was plugged into us as soon as we were in the womb and as soon as we were born, you know, we have to do our job of feeling through that and letting that go. And also, we're going to have more and more and more help doing that. And so, you know, the people that are working with um, my beloved and I in the Beyond Mind group and and her Sunday uh, Munisty group and, you know, the clients I've been working with, I mean, people are making huge breakthroughs, you know, breakthrough after breakthrough. And then you go down into the abyss because you get whacked by the next wave of stuff and all the parasites jump on there and try to convince you it's hopeless and it's over and all your work is for naught. And you feel through that stuff and then, boom, you're at a higher level than before. You know, and there's more and more joy and beauty available for us than there ever has been, even as the whole world seems to be going to hell as fast as it can. So I'm going to talk about Mercury retrograde another time um, and, um, you know, some of the other deeper level stuff with this. But I want to encourage you to really tune in to what your deepest, strongest desire is. So Scorpio, one of Scorpio's superpowers is the power of harnessing desire and focusing desire to um, attract what it really desires, what it wants. And then in order to do that, in order to be able to focus that desire in a way that will bring about um, the result that you really do want, you have to be willing to feel the stuff that we don't wanna feel. You know, and you can recognize that the shame, um, the fear, you know, none of it's, almost none of it is really yours personally. None of it, almost none of it is as a result of you being a bad person or bad things that you've done. We've all, well, I don't know. I've been watching a lot of uh, Dr. Steve Brule lately for some comic relief after just a month of intense trauma clearing. And um, you know, Dr. Dr. Brule says, um, "Well, I I never sinned," (laughs) and the uh, priest whom he's interviewing, uh, as he's trying to, Dr. Brule's trying to understand something that's that's kind of fun but uh, really kind of boring, church. So the priest at the church says, "Well, most people believe that Jesus is the only person who never sinned," and uh, Dr. Brule says. I oh, was lonely at the top. Um, so you know we've all probably done things that we regret, things that weren't that great. But when you look deeper into it, the the deep shame, the debilitating shame spirals, the stuff that keeps us from having intimacy in our relationships, the stuff that keeps us from really acting on our dreams and putting and putting ourselves out there in a way that's really going to bring us what we want, instead of you know compromising and settling and and going for the really small, safe version of what we want. That core toxic shame, that's not us. That's just stuff that was implanted in us. You know, it's stuff that they dumped into us because they couldn't handle it, right? And so we have to deal with it because it's there, but it's such a huge step to just say, oh, okay, this is, here's this shame, right? Here's this low self-esteem. Here's this fear. Here's this just deep sadness over the fact that, you know, it's so hard for me to make money or it's so hard for me to connect with people or I struggle so much with my health, whatever it may be for you. Um, there, it's there, you know, and also it's not mine. I'm not gonna take ownership of it anymore. I'm not gonna accept the accountability that was thrust on me for my parents stuff that they couldn't handle for my grandparents, my teachers, you know, my siblings, whoever else was around us when we were young. And that's a huge step there And Scorpio, the sun in Scorpio and um, Mercury in Scorpio are going to really help us find those places. And then we got to feel through it, you know. And so one of the places that one of the things that really keeps us from being able to manifest the life we want is that we've been so shamed for our feelings and for our thoughts. So feelings are like the weather, you know? It's like, that's like, uh, I don't know, you know, it's like, oh, it's raining today. Oh, you're bad because it's raining today, you know? Oh, it's sunny today. Oh, you're really good because the sun's shining today. You know, it doesn't make any sense. And feelings are just things that arise within us have that are trying to guide us to, where we need to be. It's like, our, as Abraham Hicks says, it's our emotional guidance system. The great, uh, late great Shunru Suzuki, author of Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, says that thoughts are like clouds passing across the blue sky. And the blue sky is always there. That's the perfection inherent in everything. And thoughts are just these clouds. And if we just let them pass by, they'll move across. And then we see the blue sky again. But we get attached to the clouds. We feel responsible for the clouds. We feel accountable for the thoughts that arise within us. And then it's that attachment that makes our thoughts problematic. And I would say that a lot of that attachment comes from feelings that are trapped within the body due to um, abuse, abandonment. You know, I think we're all, like, as Alice Miller said, in the drama of the gifted child, we are all the products of um, systematic, institutionalized child abuse in our society. But thoughts and feelings are just thoughts and feelings. They're just there. And I don't know if you have had this experience, but probably you've been shamed for what you think or for having a feeling you know, again, makes absolutely no sense, right? That's a control thing. That's somebody trying to control you, shame you into submission, get you to go along with whatever their plan is. I mean, basically the statements, how could you think such a thing? Or how could you feel that way? It's just pure emotional blackmail. So um, we've all had that experience. We've all learned to mistrust thoughts and feelings for the most part. And we want to use the Scorpio energy to reverse that, to go in and just you know look at what's in there, recognize that we're not accountable for most of it. I mean, we have to deal with it because it's there, but you didn't do anything wrong. It's not your fault. And once you feel the feeling, it will release, it will move out of you. Once you recognize that the thought is not, you're not having that thought because you're a bad person, you're not having that thought because um, you know there's something inherently flawed or defective about you. Who knows why you're having that thought? You know, uh, I Gerald O'Donnell, um, one of my heroes, uh, spiritual hypnosis kind of guru guys. You know, he says that no thoughts, none of our thoughts, are come from us. They all emanate from what he calls the dark matrix. You know, so they're all part of this degraded reality. Any thought and. You know, you can uh, take that or leave that, but uh, I would tend to agree with that. So we just want to recognize, like, hey, you know, is that thought serving me? No. Okay. Um, where's that coming from? Oh, well, it's, you know, if I tune into it, I've got this uh, pain in my stomach, and it's like the inner critic, and it's from my dad constantly shaming me, or my mom always telling me I was fat, and, you know, I'd never find a man. Or, you know, we all have this stuff from from back then, my teacher... I actually had a, uh, a teacher who had been in college who I think had been struck by lightning twice, and he told me in front of a poetry class that, um, Mr. Brainerd, as a poet, you would make a good car salesman, or I think maybe he said an insurance salesman, I can't remember. Yeah, or a Lutheran pastor. Yeah, um, that wasn't going to happen. Anyway, so um, that's a big theme this month, and it's a really powerful place to work. And I feel like, so also Jupiter, last month of Jupiter and Sag for the next 12 years, Venus moves into Sag on November 1st. And so we've got Venus and Jupiter, both both of the kind of fortunate, lucky, beneficial planets in expansive, exuberant, um, optimistic Sagittarius, you know, pay attention to the Mercury stuff, and we'll talk about that later. But um, for the most part, this is really an opportunity to just um, really kind of move move forward into the life of your dreams, into the life you desire. And as I sort of never seem to tire of saying. You know, that's what the world needs from us right now, more than anything. It needs us to be who we are, to express ourselves, to model that there's a way of living beautifully, even within all the chaos. And that's what eventually saves the world. You know, so we're the ones who came here to do that. Let's have a blast this month. Let's feel what we need to feel. Let's let go of having all kinds of stories about how hard it is and you know, and just feel it because once you feel it, I'm preaching to myself here, but once you feel it moves through you, just like a kid who's crying over something, you know, as soon as they they cry it out, as soon as they throw the tantrum and they're done, it's like, oh, everything's fine. Now let's play. And that's how we want to be, as Jesus said once again. And by the way, in the Blake system, Jesus represents the imagination and specifically, a specific form of imagination called forgiveness. If you want to know more about that, well, you're going to have to stay tuned because I've got some stuff I'm working on with that. You can email me if you're curious. Um, Yeah, so as Jesus said, Jesus, the avatar of forgiveness and imagination, except you become as a little child, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. So let's play. Let's be real. Let's love. I love you. And um, I'm going to leave you with one last verse. Lake of fire. Beautiful baby. Until next time, this is astrologer D.K. Brainerd saying, May you go with the stars.
1: Anyone who's ever crossed me Guess where you're going next Cause I'm in good with the spirit in the sky And I just sent him a text with your name on it And you know what that means There ain't no hope for you Too bad you had to be such a fucking dick But you brought it on yourself fire. Lake of goodbye, Lay goodbye. Enjoy all that eternal suffering in the lake of fire, lake of fire, lake of fire. You're gonna gnash your teeth with the demons. for you cause you were such a loser only thought about yourself didn't care about your own flesh and blood or really nobody
0: else
1: and all the people that throw the trash out in the recycle bin at nine one nine for
0: sorry. sorry but you know better. Sorry. You better just fucking bogue dude just take two extra steps and throw it in the dumpster man come on